The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth, and my producer, Taylor. You started this with, you had a, you put on like a radio voice. You're like, Ooh. hey everybody. You actually, hey. you had like a little slight accent for just a second. Really? Like yes. a southern accent? Mm, yeah. no. I'd have to go back and listen to it, but it's very possible. If it is, Ooh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue in with some country western music. Please, please. Also, okay, listen Taylor has been trying to get me to pick out music for a intro for, I don't know, probably like, what, eight months? Yeah, wow. No. <laughs> yeah, so that's the one thing that I haven't done. It's just because it's so difficult and I have, like, how am I supposed to find a song that's like jazz, but also like rap? Does that make sense? Well, not only that, but there is, I want to say there's like 30,000 choices or selections. <sighs> and whenever there's a massive abundance of, of, of choice available, it becomes really difficult to make a decision. Awful. Okay, so it makes do, we, sense. do we have the new podcast cover up now? Not well, yet. Okay, yeah. So my point with that is that it took me like a month. I've had that idea for forever. And then I was so specific in the colors that I literally went back and forth with my graphic designer. I felt so bad for her so many times to get the right neons. So that's just like how it goes. Also, Taylor, I just wanted to bring something to your attention. So... As we know, well, actually, I kind of have been off my disposable train. I have probably 40 more photos at my office that I need to scan still, but I had to scan them two at a time, so it takes forever and it's really annoying. I have a film account, Kim Possible, Call Me, Beat Me. In case you're wondering, Kim Possible comes from my initials being KP, and so are hers. And I've only mentioned that at least 17 times on this podcast. Anyways, I posted a photo of Taylor, captioned producer Taylor as we call him producer Taylor because there's so many Taylors we've covered this before and then someone commented OMG thought this was Sam Smith see have you gotten that before no I have not that was the first I I, I looked at that and I, you know what I didn't so that was a film photo that you took of that one yeah that I, I, the quality of that photo it's one of the more unique ones I think I've seen of myself in like a long time I did I was looking I was like wow that is amazing it is it, it I think with with today's technology and a lot of the like the high the high resolution that there's something lost in translation of photography because that is a really good photo. Yeah, I love disposable photos. I have a lot of really good photos that I just don't post because they're like with whatever that I have. Honestly, the ones that I don't post are typically better photos. It's really just like a lost thing. If you guys want to follow it, I'll have it in the show notes for this. It's just this fun little disposable account I have. I have my niece on here. It's super cute. Awesome. The Facebook group lately has really, really been taking off. It's, it's. Have you seen it re recently, Taylor? Have you been reading? Not it all? recently, but ultimately, if you, if anybody follows you and is not in the Facebook group, what are you doing? You're what, genuinely what are missing you doing? out. No, honestly, today I was so like I was so active in it because I had to get my hair done and I was in, I was in the waiting room because I had like five appointments so I was really active on it and then I did some reading and first off you guys are actually detectives so congratulations very proud of you but I literally spent probably like three hours today while I was waiting for things on that Facebook group it's so much fun you can actually interact with people a little bit easier less convoluted than some of the other like Instagram or, or it just yeah. it's like stacked you can actually if people are talking about or responding to a specific thing it'll bring it to the top so you can kind of see what is important at the moment and i'm more honest on there and i actually talk about things it's basically like you're on my instagram close friends list is what the secret facebook group is you when know they go in the in the it's in stepbrothers they go did we just become best friends yeah you want to become kenzie's best friend you join the secret facebook group yeah, and it, you become instant best friends exactly like my close friends on instagram it's a, it's an honor you know taylor is one of my close friends on instagram 
it's yeah so it's this you you join the facebook group and the next step is basically you're on the podcast yeah in the studio with us basically you're like literally sitting with us so it's gonna be incredible so what have you been up to in the past week weekend what'd you do uh there's a show that is launching oh. tomorrow or today actually because this is coming out on thursday it's the taylor strecker show and this would be oh you would you, i think you would be a good guest on her show and she would be a good guest on your show because she's really funny oh, and perfect. so she's, and i'm really funny yes thank you so she's she's <laughs> been around she was on serious and she has an after hours show on vogue That's talk cool. show from for serious and i and they i think she ran that for about four years her podcast has been around for years. So it's not a new show, just one that joined over the network. Yeah, I'm really pumped for the podcast right now. Things are really going, really going great. I'm about to be sucked into the vortex. That's the best weekend of the year. Zoe conference um, starting tonight because I'm serving. So it really starts tonight for me. So I'm not going to be a human being until Monday, but I've already given myself the day off on Monday. So really Tuesday. So I essentially have the week off, but it's not a relaxing week, but it's going to be the best weekend of my life. So very oh. exciting. Oh, I have a question. How come did you go to VidCon? I think that was last no, week, I right? I don't know much about it, but I just saw this this thing about it that it was in Anaheim, and mm -hmm. I've never been I've never been to it by any means, so I don't really know what was what was going on there specifically. But it looked interesting, so it looked like it would, yeah. might have been right up your alley. So I've been to all those events a million times, and I've retired from them mm -hmm. because they were cooler when we were younger. Because all of our friends would go and whatever, but now it's like musically people and whatever. It's not as it's not what it once was. Basically. Also, every single time I would go to Playlist and VidCon, I would just do something even crazier than the year before. And like, I really ended it with a bang and I was just making horrible life choices. So I retired myself from Playlist and VidCon. With that being said, who knows if I'll make a return one day. Yeah, I mean, we we had a phase, our friends and I, like we would, it was every year. It was, I mean, we were, I was with Alicia. I was at Alicia's house the other night and we were talking about events. And what Taylor and I came to the conclusion of is I think that honestly Coachella kind of took over what VidCon used to be because it used to be like, oh, you'd go with all your like influencer friends and whatever. And it was this whole thing. And now people don't go to like VidCon and Playlist. They go to Coachella and they're together, you know? Yeah, it's just like a gathering of creative people. Yeah, so it's just like, yeah, I didn't go, but I've been a billion times, and that is that. But this week's episode is very exciting because it's Allie Webb. I am her number one fan, as I've mentioned multiple times in this podcast, because I love Drybar, and I love um, Squeeze. I actually think I'm going to be getting a massage on my day off on Monday, and I'm very excited. I'm literally a member, but... If you guys don't know Ali, Ali is the best. She is the founder of uh, Drybar and Squeeze, and Drybar is a blowout place that's everywhere. If you guys don't know what Drybar is, and you follow me or Danielle especially, I, that's shocking. And then also Squeeze is the best massage place in the world. It's only in Studio City right now, but it is just the best. It's absolutely the best. So I was really, really excited to have her on. So we talk about a bunch of stuff like leadership and just kind of business stuff. I don't know. It was cool to sit down and like get to know her. So I think you guys are really going to love this episode. So we're going to get started. Be sure to subscribe, rate, leave nice things. The Instagram, I love you so much Instagram, Facebook, all of that stuff is linked down below. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi, Allie. <laughs> Hi. I did that as soon as she took a drink. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. We just made ourselves stop talking because we needed this. Get on your phones. Don't say anything until yeah. we're recording. When yeah. you're sitting down for a podcast and you start talking, it's like, we should be recording this, so we have to stop. So yeah. we're going to start off really quickly with Hot Seat. So this is what I do on my podcast. I do Hot Seat, which is just a fancy way of asking you like three really random questions. Cool. Okay. So the first one, what is your favorite TV show? <laughs> Gosh, I feel like I, there's so many 
I think right now is Pretty Little Lies. Is that what it's called? Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. Pretty Little Liar. I do the all. Or, Shit. Wait. Big Little Lies. The one with Nicole Kidman and Reese yeah. Witherspoon. There's the second season is out now. And it's so freaking it's good. It's so good. It's so with Meryl Streep, it's so good. I'm going to send you after this. There's this story that my friend sent me and it's like the songs and stuff or whatever and this guy yeah, the dancing music is the amazing. music is so it's good. good it's so good i just finished this is us like i'm a little bit oh, behind. i watched that too oh my god it's so, so good. good and i actually didn't because everything like stopped for a while and, that, yeah. and then everything and then there was like seven episodes i literally binged the other night and watched like four yeah. and then three in one night it was amazing it's, it's such a good show the, it's, literally, it's the best show i have followed every single member on, of the cast on instagram <laughs> i'm so invested season four comes out september 24th and they just signed on for three more seasons so i'm like it's really excited such, it's such a good like weavy story yeah it's, it's so, so good. good okay second one what is your favorite purchase under a hundred dollars that you've made in the last six months i ask this one all the time but just because i like it it can be a book. It can be so random. Well, I mean, you put book in my head, but I'm trying to think of something that I really love. Oh, you know what I bought that I love? These rings. These like oh, little cute. stackable Maya Brenner rings and they're 75 bucks a piece. They're really cute. Boom. And you can like stack them with whatever. I'm really into rings right now. So you can just add them to anything. Love that. That's what it is. There you go. Okay, last one. What would your go-to karaoke song be? Or like driving and you're blasting music. Gosh, anything country. I'm such a country girl. I yes. love country music. I made like, this playlist called Yeehaw Bop. <laughs> and I made it collaborative. And now there's like 70 hours of music on it because I tweeted it out. So like you should listen to that. I should. I it's love so country music. And especially like karaoke because I, I love to go a little twang. Which, by the way, my like secret fantasy, other thing I would be doing in like an alternative universe would be a country singer. Like a real that's life, amazing. like I'd live in Nashville and sing on stage yeah. and that's like my big, big dream. I've never been to Nashville, but everyone tells uh, me I would love it. I'm from Texas and I'm like I love Texan. Texas too. I love Texas. I love, where part of Texas? Dallas. Yeah. Like North Dallas. We have a bunch of dry bars in Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've been. <laughs> You're <laughs> no, like, yeah, yeah, I know. No, I'm taking my niece. I'm taking like all of the girls in my family. I was like, we're doing dry bar for Christmas. So those are your presents for me. But it's like, because I want to go. Um, <laughs> I'm like, okay, bye guys. Listen, it, it serves everybody. Yeah. I'm like, it actually is a really good gift. Like it's to do that. Gift. It's a great outing. The gift of great hair. It's I mean, amazing. Yeah. That's like good for team bonding too. Yeah. For, like work stuff. Yeah. But wait, where are you from? Originally New York, okay. but I but I didn't live there very long. I grew up in uh, South Florida. I okay. moved to New York City when I was like right out of well when I went to college. Like I told you for like a second, and yeah. I was like, this is not for me. And I moved to New York City when I was like eighteen. Yeah, it's funny we were talking about it because I have one year left, and I was like, I am a very studious person. I'm not going to college because I like feel like I, mine's also like part internship, so it's more so like the leadership experience. It's great, that. But, but I don't think college is bad. It just wasn't for me. No, but also I like. Yeah, I agree. And my, I was more so because my parents, like, really wanted me to go. And my parents, like, yeah. really don't care about anything in my life at all. And they were like, no, I think you should just do it. But now I'm, like, looking at my little sister who's, like, not – I'm, like, she didn't go. I don't think – I don't know if my brother will go. I'm, like, yeah. I really – this is not fair. Just because I was the oldest, like, I thought we had to do that. And now so they're, like, not doing it. Well, I think about, like, when I moved to New York City when I was 18, you know, and that was, like – and I was working. And, yeah. you know, I had I – had I have learned – I always talk about how I've learned so much from all the different jobs that I had from the time I was like – well, gosh, I mean, I think I started working when I was like 16 when I was living in Boca Raton, Florida. But from like 16 until forever, I've been yeah. working. And I think that those years from like 18 to 25, 26 really were like my college, my yeah. – where I learned everything and how every job impacted who I ultimately became. 
I think it's also so different because when I moved out here, I moved here when I was, it was a month before my 18th birthday. So I was technically 17. I was doing like YouTube full time and stuff and I was just doing school online. And then I transferred to like a physical school that's still technically online. It's like really confusing. But I like moved, like I moved out and it was like real world. It wasn't like I went away to university and like moved into dorms and stuff. And now I see like my friends, like my hometown friends and stuff who I like love to death. And I'm like, they're still living like, like it's very different like to be kids. living like a college life versus yeah. living like in well, an you're apartment. Kind of the fence. Yeah, I'm yeah. like I'm kind of like I have like the safety of like oh I'm still in school, but then I'm like I have to do all the other things that like you wouldn't. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Once you're done. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay, so want to do a little one minute bio, a little background on yourself. Tell us about yourself. You know, one minute. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, whatever you want. <laughs> well, I mean. There, I could make this very long or very short, but really, like I said, I you know I grew up in South Florida where it was very humid, and my hair is naturally curly and frizzy and crazy, and I just was always kind of like mystified about how you know other women and like you know supermodels and like the Chrissy Brinkley and the Sydney Crawfords the, of our the models of my generation, you know how their hair was like bouncy and shiny and straight and. <laughs> I was like, how in the world do they get their hair to look like that? Because mine was like a frizzy mess. And, you know, even even when I was much younger, you know, like eight, nine years old, I used to beg my mom to blow out my hair and she wasn't a professional stylist. But I just, I've always had this thing about hair. And anyways, you know, fast forward to after high school, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And all my friends like had their majors and knew what they wanted to do. And I was really lost. And so I moved to New York City. I thought I wanted to pursue a career in fashion. I worked for Nicole Miller, which you may not even know. That sounds familiar. Though. Yeah, it's like way before your time. She was a big designer, you know, okay. 30 years ago when I was living in New York City. And so, I, you know, and I actually did end up working for her. And my brother and I ended up moving back to South Florida. My brother, Michael, is my business partner yeah. in Dry Bar and Squeeze. But we also, many lifetimes ago, before even beauty school for me, opened a Nicole Miller boutique in Boca Raton where we grew up and then in Meisner Park in Miami. So, you know, I was kind of going down this path of working in like the fashion industry, but just wasn't, it wasn't like doing it for me. And I just didn't feel like it was where I wanted to be. And so I ultimately made the decision to go to beauty school against my parents' better judgment. They were like, what? Like, you know, they just, being in the service business, they just weren't huge fans of it. But, and of course I didn't, have any vision for dry bar at that point. I just felt like I would move back to New York City and I would, you know, do fashion shows and editorial. And like, I loved hair so much and I really just wanted to figure out how to blow up my own hair. So anyways, I I went to beauty school and fell in love with it and just was like, this is, this is where I was meant to be. And, you know, that was, gosh, 15 something years ago. And then I became a professional hairstylist. I worked in salons. Then I moved back to New York City and worked for John Sahag, who you definitely don't know, but was like a very famous hairdresser in his day and did all the celebrities and was the pioneer of dry cutting. And he was just amazing. And then I kind of switched gears and started working in PR in New York because I had a bunch of girlfriends who were working for Rogers and Cowan and worked in the music industry. And that was a great experience. And you know, talk about like getting an education as you go. I mean, that's where Mm -hmm. I really like kind of honed my writing skills and I learned how to like compose a professional email and like these things that I didn't know that I was learning at the time. And I should also mention that my parents had their own business when we were growing up. So my brother and I spent a lot of time in their clothing stores, like helping them, you know, sweep the floors, ring people up, do whatever. And all of that stuff, I think really like formed who I became. And I met my now ex-husband when I was living in New York and we moved to LA, had two kids. My boys are now 
11 or 12 and 14, which is like, you're Nine. like, you're barely like 16. It's funny to be talking to you. Just kidding. I know you're not 16. Um, but I feel very old right now. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, was a stay-at-home mom for a bunch of years or five years. And then I kind of got the itch to start doing something again. And I started, decided to start a mobile blow dry business in LA where I basically would run around LA, blow dry all my mommy friends, like yeah. while their babies were sleeping was my kind of pitch. And, you know, I really discovered that there was a pretty big hole in the marketplace, like gigantic hole in the marketplace for just blowouts. And I, you know, was only charging $40 to go to someone's house, which you know is very yeah. inexpensive, but it really wasn't about the money for me. It was more about like getting out of the house, getting away from the kids for a few hours and just doing something for myself. And so, you know, I packed up my duffel bag with all the like hair products I had, you know, accumulated over the years and started this mobile business that got so busy so fast. And that's kind of when I came to this fork in the road and said, you know, I need to either bring on more stylists so I can, you know, accommodate more women because I was saying no way more than I was saying yes. Or I need to, you know, open a brick and mortar, which is when I went to my brother, Michael Landau, who's my business partner and who's also bald and like has no business in like the hair industry. <laughs> but I was like, I really think that this, you know, my I'm just getting so busy in my mobile business, like surely there's a need for this. And I wish there was something like this when I was a kid growing up. And so, you know, once I convinced him, we, you know, opened the first store in Brentwood and that was in 2010. Almost 10 yeah, years ago. it's so crazy that it's only been 10 years. Like, there. Only, gosh, it feels like I've been oh. doing this my whole life. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> the Studio City one, that was a pretty early one, too, right? Was that the that second? That was the second, yeah. Okay, I don't know how one. I know that. I just know that for some reason. Good info and good yeah. intel you have it's there. It's right by Squeeze. Yes. It's yes. very close. Well, and then I. I ended up moving to Studio City. Now I live in Laurel Canyon in the hills. Okay, but I live I was, in Studio City. Yeah. yeah, and I was in Studio City. And, you know, that area where Squeeze is on Ventura has yeah. just gotten so built out and there's so many great stores. And we just felt like that was a really good place to start. And that, you know, we opened that one, but we are going to do exclusively franchise as a model. So we won't yeah. probably open any more ourselves. Just kind of like set the model and the tone for what it is. And I know you were telling Sorry. me that you've been and you love it. Oh, and you're yeah. A oh, no, I'm literally a that. member. I was like, well, they, I was like gifted one to begin with or whatever. And then I saw it was you. So I was like, oh, I'm for sure going. I'm Drybar's wow. biggest fan. Thank you. So then I went and then I went again. And then <laughs> my other friend, Alicia, actually, who's rec I'm recording with after this, got me for my best friend's birthday, got her and then me other squeeze massages because she knows that we love them. I took my mom there for Mother's Day. Like Aww, I go all the time. So happy. I just got my deposit. I was like, oh, I have to make my, I have to make this month's like schedule. I have to figure <laughs> out when I'm going. I'm like, I think I'm gonna go next Monday. Like That's I'm into amazing. it. Um, okay. Don't you love the app and how easy it is oh to gosh, book? I know it's, so it's nice. a dream. I like the tea room in the back too. Mm, I just sure. sit there sometimes. Well, I also appreciate that there's dry bar products in the bathrooms. Like I really like dry yeah. shampoo, of course. Yep. Yeah, no, it's a nice like little nod. To dry bar. It's really neat. I mean, it's it's definitely a different experience. You should have Brittany, who's our co-founder and CEO of oh. Squeeze, on on. You'd probably really enjoy oh, for talking sure. to her. Because, you know, she was our head of marketing at Dry Bar, and that's yes. how this whole thing, you know, came to be. And it's just been such a fun experience for me, you know, having built Dry Bar from the ground up and, you know, having done every single job. And then, you know, we're 10 years in, we hired a professional CEO. We have this like, you know, our headquarters of 200 people. And like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not in the weeds the way I used to be with Dry Bar, but, you know, starting Squeeze where Brittany was really running the show and I was able to have this like peripheral view. And my ex-husband Cameron did all the 
creative. So, you know, like all the cute yeah. little things that you discover when you're in there and it's the very architect detailed. from Dry Bar Josh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of our MO, you know, yeah. it's like the, the, the founding team of Dry Bar is the founding team of Squeeze and, you know, who knows what we'll do next because there's that, you know, we love like creating brands and creating, you know, those special little things that you discover as a client when you walk into a space mm -hmm. that so many, you know, companies don't pay attention to. The best part, this is like not even the coolest thing there, but the button under the table. The best. That's, That's the best my part. favorite part That's too. the best part. So when you guys are getting a massage and the person comes in, talks to you about what you want, blah, 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 which you don't even have to do that anymore at Squeeze because they have your settings saved. So you, that eliminates all that talking. But that's not even what I'm talking about. So the person walks, like your massage therapist, I guess that's, oh my, yeah. that's the term, right? Yeah. Walks out and then like that's when you like undress. And then you're always sitting on the table and you're kind of just waiting for them to come back. And it's like this awkward pause and you you're don't like, know. But you like, I feel like I would get undressed so fast and like jump under yeah. the covers. And sometimes it's like I have a like, it takes me forever to get a necklace off or yes. like I have an annoying bra on. And so I'm like, fuck, it's taking so long. It's taking so long. Yeah. You're going to walk in. They're going to walk I'm, in. And then you're I'm stre like so and that's, stressed that's out. Like stress inducing. Yes. I mean, that is exactly the thing with squeeze on every level. And you know, you don't like, I mean, you pay, but you don't pay in the store. Like yeah. it's all done. You pay in the app, you tip on the app. So there's all the stress points that have historically been in a massage place are gone. They're gone. You know, and that, and I didn't want to cut you off, but yeah. So when you're, when you are undressed, you press the button, a little light goes on outside the door and that's when the therapist knows yes. to come in. It's my favorite part no, too. It's literally, that's what I was telling my mom. I'm like, get this. Like, I'm like, there's a button under the table. I also am like, has no one done that before either? Like, no one's, no done, one's done that done before. It. And it's like, so funny because when we were concepting this, you know, it was like, let's talk about everything that we think is wrong. And it was like, you know, a lot of yeah. things which we've incorporated and squeezed, but that button under the table. And we were talking to Dean, who did his our, our guy who does the construction and he also does dry bar and Josh, our architect. And it was like, there was a minute where we weren't sure we were going to be able to do it. I was like, no, no, we have to be able to do it. And it's like, it's, it was like a yeah. tough, like, thing to figure out but man is that not the greatest it's, I talk about that all the time I'm so happy you love it oh no that's that is my favorite thing I'm like it's so it's good you walk out you have three grapes water like yeah. I'm like I know the routine okay so let's talk about like leadership in business what would you say like your leadership style is or like what do you think is the most important it's like quality yeah. of leader. I mean, you know, it's definitely taken me years to kind of hone that skill. And I think in the in the early days of Dry Bar, I was very like a lot more like my way or the highway. And it was like, this was my idea. This was my baby. We're going to do everything the way I want to do it. Yeah. And then, I mean, first of all, having two business partners that are also really smart and my brother and my ex-husband, you know, it was like we all three would always bounce ideas off each other. But as we started hiring people and, you know, I was – you know, now the boss of people that was growing and growing, I think, and this was definitely something that took time, but I think I, you know, I, I learned that I had to allow people to have an opinion and I had to allow people to like feel comfortable saying, Hey, I don't agree with you, Allie, let's try this. Yeah. Because, you know, there's so many situations where, you're, you know, there's a boss and you're so scared of that boss and, and you might revere them and think they're like very smart and they have great ideas. And like, I think I'm like, pretty smart and I had, you know, a good idea with dry bar, but that doesn't mean I know everything. And, you know, I've, t I've talked about it so many times that, you know, I think it's really important to bring in people to work for you who are potentially smarter than you or know yeah. things that you, you don't, don't or have experience. Yeah. Or have experience in things that you don't. And I, I, I say it all the time. And after I say it, I always feel like this sounds weird, but I don't think I'm usually the smartest person in the room. I mean, even when, especially when we've had like our board meetings with these like guys who have graduated from like the best schools in the country. And I'm like, Hey, 
have a beauty school license over here. But I had this really great idea yeah. and I had a very clear vision and how, of how I wanted it executed. And that is my strength, you know, and, and what they do is complement that strength. And they know a lot about things that I don't know. And so that is, you know, that's the beauty of a partnership. But I think also to answer your question, the beauty of being a great leader is being open to hearing all sorts of ideas. And that's how great things happen is when you allow other people to flex that muscle. The worst thing you can do is surround yourself with people who just tell you what they think you want to hear. I mean, yeah. ugh, that's the worst, you know? And I think a lot of, you know, leaders do that because I think ego gets in the way and you can't, you know, I don't, at least for me, that's just not the way to go. Yeah. All right, guys, really quickly, I just wanted to talk to you guys about Honey. Honey is one of my favorite sponsors of the show. I think it is one of the most brilliant, genius things to ever exist. It only saves you money. It's the best thing ever, and it's so easy to use. So those are my favorite things. I feel like everyone in the world also loves saving money, so I promise you guys will love this. So if you guys are not aware, Honey is a free browser extension that scams the web for coupon codes and discounts while you shop online. Honey automatically applies the biggest savings to your cart at checkout, like magic. It works on over 20,000 sites like Amazon, Nordstrom, J. Crew, Nike, Best Buy, Target, Macy's. I know they have Gymshark. There's just so many. It also takes zero effort to install, literally two clicks, and you'll be saving money anytime you shop online. And then they apply all of the coupon codes for you, and all you do is save money and time. It's the best thing ever. I recently picked up my fourth pair of Nike Air Force Ones because I cannot keep them clean for the life of me and they get so trashed to the point where like it's not even worth it. But with Honey, that hasn't really been that big of an issue because I save so much money. So I actually saved $25 on my Nike Air Force Ones that I purchased this week. If you guys have any doubt, literally just go read the reviews. There are thousands of reviews of people talking about how much money they saved. It's actually insane and there is literally no catch it's really that simple and that is really how amazing honey is like it's actually the best thing that's ever happened guys also listen to this right this is why i do all of my shopping online so honey can help me so the two mark jacob bags that i wear all the time i literally have both of them sitting right next to me in the studio as we speak I bought them in person, right? Then I post about them. And then a few days later, people are like, oh my gosh, I'm getting that bag, whatever. You know, we all get the same things because we're all like best friends, right? Well, turns out that a lot of you guys saved a lot of money with Honey. And I did not save any of that because I bought it in person. And this is the one time I do any of that. So my point is only online shop and always use Honey because you're always going to save money. And I messed up and made a huge mistake. Don't take it from me. Again, take it from our listeners. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash I-L-Y-S-M. That is joinhoney.com slash I-L-Y-S-M. Honey, online savings simplified. Okay, hope you guys enjoy and let's get back to the episode. And it's also, it's kind of like empowering other people mm-hmm. and delegating because you exactly. can't do everything. And like some people can do something better. Like, especially if you're like more of like a visionary and you see a big, great idea, like having people in roles. Like I would rather have someone who's better than me 100%, doing it, yeah. you know, than like taking And you're right myself. about empowering people. That's exactly what it's about. And, you know, I can remember having conversations even recently with my brother, Michael, where I would be like frustrated at the way like our team was doing something and he would be like, you know, just let them do it and fail. It's, you know, and I would be like, well, we can't because it's going to ruin the whole business and everything's going to fall apart. And, and he would be like, it's not, you know, and, and I, and that was a really good lesson that, you know, he taught me that, you know, it's like, you've got to also let people make mistakes. And there's definitely been times where I have felt like, I don't agree with this, you guys. I don't think this is the way to go, but 
see it through and they would and sometimes it would work and sometimes it wouldn't and that's and everybody learns and then yeah. you never make that mistake again and geez I've like you know I've made a million mistakes and that's how I learned so it's like you have to also allow people that like room to make a mistake how is it working with your brother it's actually great and I know that 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 has always been something that people some awesome. people are like you're insane I could never work with my brother and Michael and I have always been super close since literally we were little kids we went through a little phase when he didn't want me like hanging out with his friends and I yeah. always wanted to hang out with his friends because he always had like cute older guys around <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> that makes uh, sense for sure <laughs> but but we've always been really close and um you know I think. I think especially in driver. I mean, Michael, my brother is like such an overachiever and was always like, you know, Michael's going to do great. My family was like, Michael's going to do great things. And uh, we don't know what Allie's going to do, but Michael's <laughs> going to do great things. And and so the fact that we came together with Drybar in this this area of business that I knew more than he did, I think it really like leveled the playing field yeah. for us. And and he's always had a great deal of respect for me and and I and I for him. But coming together with Drybar and having such complementary skill sets that it was such a great partnership that he really trusted me, you know, in understanding the business of hair and how that all worked. And I really trusted him in business. So it was just this like chocolate and peanut butter thing and it really worked. And yeah, I mean, and, and we're just best friends and we just have such a high level of respect for each other that it really works. Was he living in LA? Like, did he move out here yeah. For a dry bar or was he No, here? he was already living in LA. He okay. was working for Yahoo actually. Oh, okay, he cool. worked for Yahoo in San Francisco and then he moved to LA and then he had a real estate marketing company and it was all in LA. And then he moved to Vegas for a couple of years and that was just weird. And then <laughs> he moved back to California but was living in uh Costa Mesa. So okay. our and and I I lived in Orange County for a couple of years and that's where actually where our corporate office is in Dry Bar's in Irvine. Okay. But but then I moved back to LA because I just love LA and missed yeah. it so much I couldn't live in Orange County. It wasn't for me. So yeah. but he still lives there. And so yeah, that's the setup. When Dry Bar kind of took off, which was pretty quickly, like were you just very overwhelmed? Like how did oh that God, feel? I feel like I would just die. I mean, it was like a combination of like total excitement and and total fear I mean I didn't it's so funny like how long ago it, it was now but like you know it was almost 10 years ago but I mean I literally did not leave the store from open to close for six months like I was there you know Monday through Sunday and I finally like talk about learning how to delegate I was like I have got to take a day off yeah. and I had two little kids and it was just it was so intoxicating and amazing and I just I wanted to be there every second because it was so thrilling that people kept coming and mm -hmm. and I was also doing hair and I was I would like I don't know if you've been to the Brentwood location but I was like perched in that first first chair, doing mm -hmm. blowouts, watching the front desk and like making sure everybody was leaving happy. And it was just, it was insanity. I mean, it was so busy and crazy and we, I so didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I'd, I'd worked in a lot of hair salons, so I had experience and I understood, you know, somewhat, but I'd never run a hair salon before. So yeah. it was just, it was like mayhem in the best way. And it was just crazy and overwhelming and exciting. And, and it was like, I knew my life was going to change forever in, in a lot of different ways. I didn't know exactly how, but I knew it was like, this was like, yeah. holy shit, we are on to something. Could you have ever pictured it to be like as big as it is now? No way. No it, way. It's like, I was thinking about that earlier. I'm like, even if you like believe in yourself. I still don't really like feel like it's that big. I mean, I know no, it is. I mean, it's, it's definitely that big. <laughs> like, even if 
even with like believing in yourself and then like no I know it's gonna be something it really has like gone to a different it's like a different level yeah you know it's weird when I was in New York City I think it was a couple years ago and I was walking whenever I'm in New York I try to walk as much as possible and I and I think I had passed like three dry bar locations and I was like it is a weird like out-of-body experience you know I'm like wow that's I did that, you know? It's mm-hmm. so trippy. It's so hard to explain how it feels. I mean, it's like, yeah. And it's like, I feel like, you know, there's, I, I just posted something the other day on my Instagram about like imposter syndrome and, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it does feel a little like that. Like, I don't believe that I did it, you know, that it yeah. was my little idea that turned into this great big thing. It's crazy. It's crazy. Were you guys really intentional about setting like a culture of some sorts? Because I mean, it's like so well branded and the branding is so clear across the board and you like know if it's dry bar for sure. And I use all the products. Like I love the whole Texas line. The only thing (laughs) I think. Of course you do. Yeah, of course I do. The only thing I think someone got it for me for my birthday a few years ago. It was like a joke because I'm like so obnoxious about being from Texas. And I was like, this stuff's awesome. I already love the detox dry shampoo. But I use the curling iron and the straightener all the time too. Anyways, the culture is like very. Maybe we should do a giveaway when we when this episode no, please. airs. Yeah, yeah, literally, please. Three day bender and yeah. trash press. Three day bender it. is my favorite. It's the best. Yeah. So there's such a strong. It's a like very consistent culture across the board. Even if like last summer, my friend Danielle and I and Danielle's like obsessed with dry bar. Every single time, and we travel together all the time. She's like also an influencer. Like every single time we've gone any trip, we always and she does this all the time. We would always book dry bar. So we've been to like so many locations. Uh, I think I've been to like half the of the best. New York ones. But it's like the it's so consistent across the board. Like, how did you set that culture, especially with it like expanding that quickly? Yeah. Well, thank you, because I'll tell you, that is what keeps me up at night is the consistency from location (laughs) to location. And, you know, it's not it's not easy. I do think, you know, there's there's a couple of things to unpack there. I mean. I would love to say that I, you know, I just knew, you know, having great branding was important, but I didn't, you know, and that's when, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about is surrounding yourself with great people. And my ex-husband, Cameron, he, he was, he comes from advertising and he's a creative and he was the one who really set the branding and was like, you know, had done that before, you know, a lot of times. And he was like, everything has to be yellow. And I remember like on Valentine's Day, I wanted to bring in pink flowers and he was like, no, flowers have to be pink. I mean, yellow, yellow. you know, and, and so I learned, I really got a lesson in branding and now I feel like I really know it and understand it, but I didn't at the time and, I, and, and I didn't understand how powerful it was. And, yeah. and I very quickly realized that we were, we were initially drawing clients in like yourself from the branding. Like yeah. people loved the branding and it's just like you want to be in it. It's like it's like it's sprinkles. It's advertising because people want to post yeah. about it all the time too. Yeah, it's same like, thing with how nasty girls like with the yeah. packaging at the beginning. Exactly. Like that's the same thing. Well, for me, I think about like sprinkles, you know, it's like yes. yeah, it was such – it's such like clean, beautiful – amazing branding. Candace Nelson is a friend of mine. And I, I feel like all of my friends are founders of companies or mm-hmm. I don't know if you if you go or know Olive in June, but yeah. that's another, another great yeah. one. But so, you know, so that was like a really interesting lesson for me to learn that the how important the branding was. And then I started to feel like, okay, well, the branding gets people in the door and then the blowouts, which is where I had the expertise and the customer service, which is how my brother and I grew up watching our parents run their own business. So I knew how important customer service was. And so, you know, all three of those things, those were like the top of our list. And then that, I think that's what got people in the door, kept people in the door. And then, the, you know, the other side of it was the stylist and the culture. And, you know, again, having worked in salons my whole life, there was this very like, 
cutthroat competitiveness that always existed in, yeah. in salons. And I really didn't want that. I wanted it to be like, these are dry bar clients. Everybody has the same products and tools that they're using. You can't bring in your outside, your own stuff, which stylists in, didn't love. They were like, oh, but I love this brush. or I love this. I'm like, yeah, but I want every client, no matter what chair she's sitting in, to have basically the same experience. Not cookie cutter. I, I love that the stylists bring their own unique kind of creativity mm -hmm. and flair to all of our signature blowouts. But I want there to be that consistency. So when you're in Dallas or LA or New York or San Francisco or Boston, Chicago, wherever you are, you have that consistency. And and that was something that was like, and when I think back to it now, I'm like, damn, that was smart of me. Yeah. I didn't think it at the time. I just wanted, you know, everybody to have the same experience. And I didn't want, I really was so simple. I just didn't want like one stylist bringing like a red hair dryer in and one having a blue and one having a black. I'm like, that's going to look like shit. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, aesthetically, like I wanted that to be, you know, to, to have the consistency. And, you know, it took us a couple, it wasn't really until we opened in New York City that I put like a very like, you know, not sophisticated training program in place because it was like we were opening in New York City and we had all the New York, you know, magazine editors coming in and I was like, oh crap, like yeah. we've got to be, because usually there would be like a learning curve when we first opened our shops. Like it would take us a while to get the stylists up to speed, but we were opening in New York City and we had to really make a splash. So I took some of my best stylists from LA. We went to New York and trained a bunch of stylists there. But in, in, in terms of the stylist piece, you know, it's like we have our 10 core values, which I don't know if you've seen, but they're, you know, they're really the things that we believe in. Like, you know, life is too short to work someplace lame, like have fun, be yourself, like all these things that we felt very strongly about that we wanted our stylists to feel like this was a home and like there's always snacks available to them. And like on a hot day, the manager will go get Pinkberry for them or, you mm -hmm. know, and, and all of that stuff. And 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 I've always said that dry bar isn't for every stylist out there. There, you know, there are stylists who don't want to be in a place like dry bar where they have to wash their own clients. They they blow out their own clients. Like it's a very like family, like we all work together, we all help each other. And you know, some stylists and it's fine, but some stylists just don't want that environment. They want to be on their own. They want somebody else washing their hair. They want potentially somebody else blowing up after they've done the cut, you know? So it's very, like, I believe a very special place for a certain kind of stylist. I mean, we have 4,000 stylists, so we've yeah, know, found a lot of great ones. But, you know, and I think there's also this sense of them being a part of something and, you know, to be a part of this growth and development. And, you know, when you come and work and we open a new dry bar and it's like we're instantly doing 100 clients a day, it's a pretty good gig. And yeah. to know that if you live in LA, but you decide on a whim, you want to move to New York City, you have a job waiting for you, you know? That's so really there's a lot of, and, and there's a lot of growth. I mean, a lot of our, almost all of our managers of all 125 of our locations started out as stylists and we've grown them into managers or assistant managers, or they're working in the product area, you know, whatever it is. So there's a huge path for stylists too. So all of that. I know that was the longest answer and I could no, go on and cool. on, but it's, it, you know, there's so many things that determine and keep the culture from, you know, the education that we constantly are putting into the product development to the growth of our people, you know, yeah. a lot. All right, guys, really quickly, I wanted to talk to you guys about something very exciting. We're going to be talking about Native. So at Native, they create safe, simple, and effective products that people use in the bathroom every day. The best part about Native is the products are safer and very simple, but they're also effective. And I find that a lot of products that I use that I try to use that are just like safer and simpler 
cleaner are not as effective and that is not the case with native if you guys don't trust that there are 7,000 five-star reviews from their customers which is crazy so they create products with trusted ingredients and trusted performance they are filled with ingredients found in nature such as coconut oil shea butter and tapioca starch they are made in the usa with ingredients thoughtfully sourced from all around the world there's no animal testing and they have free shippings and returns i know with natural deodorants they're all over the place because a lot of deodorants we found it's kind of risky i personally like to avoid aluminum because it may be linked to breast cancer and just other illnesses again i have tried so many natural deodorants and this one actually works it's so hard to find a better deodorant and this one is my go-to native has also been in the today show women's health l good morning america pop sugar nylon hello giggles and more they are ingredients that you know less is more with native so they have fewer simpler ingredients so you know everything that is in the deodorant so native is priced at a slight premium when compared to conventional deodorants, but it is safe and effective and it is worth it. There's also something for everyone. So Native comes in a variety of enticing scents for men and women. So some of these scents may include coconut and vanilla, which is the most popular one. I actually use that one. Lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and eucalyptus and mint. I wanna try the cucumber and mint. Um, but again, there's no risk to try. They offer free returns and exchanges in the US. Subscribe and save 17%. That is $2 per stick and have Native conveniently delivered to your door every one, two, three, or four months. I love services like this because I am lazy and it'll take me like days and upon days upon weeks to repurchase something sometimes. So I really like when it just shows up at my door. So for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code I love you during checkout. Again, that is 20% off your first purchase. Go to nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code I love you. So be sure to check out Native. You guys won't regret it. And let's get back to the episode. I was in New York, I think last summer. And I accidentally, well, I was there multiple times, but I accidentally booked the same stylist, like without realizing, from Texas. Oh, like funny. I had had him in Texas and then I was in New York and I we like oh, got funny. there and I was like, but I didn't even notice. Like I just like booked an appointment or whatever. Yeah. And he was like, Kenzie? And I was like, wait, what the heck? I was like, this there, is There it so, is. I'm like, I didn't even know. That happens a lot. Yeah, I was like, I didn't even know that like you moved and he's like, wait, you live in LA, right? And I was like, yeah, but like, this is so weird. I was like, how did this a happen? A lot of our stylists do that. They And even stylists who are just visiting. I've had a lot of yeah. stylists say, hey, I'm going to be in New York visiting a couple of friends for a couple of weeks. Can I pick up some shifts at Dry Bar in New York? I'm like, yes. We yeah. have like, I don't know, 15, 20 locations in New York. Yeah, there's pl- we we need, I mean, that is, su- talk about supply and demand. I mean, yeah, that is it's so our cool, biggest though. problem, you know? Okay, let's talk about burnout because I feel like that is something that would be exhausting. Yeah, oh man. Um, There's this book. Okay, actually, before we even get into this, I read this passage yesterday. I'm rereading the book. So last year, What's I- it's present over perfect. It's really good. Have you taken the Enneagram test by chance? No, but somebody just told okay, me about that. I, I want to take it. I will send you the link. You have to take it. You're, I'm a type three wing too. So it's like the achiever wing, the supporter. So like the way I describe it is that like I am like a way overachiever. And then I want all of my other friends to be overachievers as well. So I like <laughs> I tell it. them what to do. I'm like, yeah. this is good. Like I'm like really good at telling people how to make money. I'm like, just figure it out. Like, yeah. But it's also like I have like a lack of like understanding that not everyone wants to be like that like yeah, I don't so true. I'm like not everybody does. yeah and that's fine so I need to chill but yeah. it's just like well I, I, I feel it. like that too and I, I always tell people you know especially with what I've done I mean with with 
we didn't invent blowouts. We didn't invent massages, but we created a better experience around yeah. it. And I always tell people like, there are a million opportunities out there. You don't have to think of a brand new thing. I mean, there's great Make things like Postmates and Uber yeah. that didn't really exist. Although there were always car services and there's always been food delivery. They just Made upped the experience and made it better. It's like, you. that's how you, I think that's how you have to think. And I'm like that too. I'm like, this yeah. should be a business and that should be a yes. business and they should be doing this. And they All the time. Be I'm like, if we just yeah. sit down, like you could easily, and then I will literally, I'll be like, I will make you a business plan just do it and of course they're like not going to do it well i'm, like, I'm I mean, over listen, all of you the execution is really the thing i mean yeah. a, a great idea is a dime a dozen but coming up and being able to execute it is a whole other thing yeah i'm like i just need more type three it's like there's yeah. just, there's no more i'm like there's like certain things I'm like absolutely not okay but there's this book present over perfect present I read it. over perfect yeah it's okay. really good i read it last summer because i was going we were doing this tour we were like traveling we we're doing a bunch of meetups and stuff and we were just traveling all the time i was barely in LA when I was here I was like doing school and YouTube and I was at the time I was prepping to do the podcast it was before I was with Dear Media I had launched with Dear Media but I was doing stuff for it like way before thinking that I was going to do it on my own I could have never done that that was yeah, literally never yeah. going to happen ever so I was thinking that I was going to pre-record everything for the whole semester it was this whole thing anyways I was just like working myself to death and just being yeah. really dumb and like very unhealthy so I went through this like really awful like I was just crazy but I think also I run from any problems in my life by working because I love working and it like makes me very happy. But it was like, I realized that like from like 16 on, I had been doing that because it's like I started YouTube. I did all this stuff. And it's like, also when you're really young and you're doing something when you're on your own, no one teaches you, like you're not taught, like you have like an income at 16 and you have like a business at 16 that you're like working with people who are like way older than you and doing all of this stuff. Like no one teaches you how to do that. So my like work habits are very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I've talked about this before. It was never like, I never cared about numbers. It was never like how many subscribers can I get? I mean, I cared to like a healthy extent, but it wasn't like, that was not what I was finding my worth in. It was like how hard I was working. Anyway, so I read this book. It was so freaking good. And yesterday, I was rereading, like, a random passage from it, and it was just talking about how, like, you essentially you can make anything a drug. So some people will, like, actually like, legitimately to be a drug, alcohol. It'll be, like, working, relationships. Like, it could anything across yeah, the board. You can make anything. And then it's kind of, like, what— Anything in excess. Exactly. And it's, yeah. like, what you're running to kind of thing. So I was, like—it was just so unhealthy. Anyways, so now I've— I think I've like rewired my brain and had like a way healthier view of like work and all that stuff because like literally if I wasn't doing something 24 I'm still kind of like this naturally it's a natural thing for me so I have to like really work against it but if I'm not doing something productive 24 7 I will like go crazy and like that's just like not good Mm -mm. so I've gotten way better about it it's not actually like that anymore and I know the things that like lead to burnout for me like I like this is this is so me and also so like a type three thing to not be annoying but like I will schedule rest I will be like I'm not doing this this is blocked out I get that yeah but how do you like avoid burnout like what happens when you hit burnout there are so many interesting things that you you hit on there because I feel like don't even get me started on the things that are taught in school you know it's like why why do we not teach like more mental health and like taking care of yourself in school it's so crazy how like And it's funny because I have, you know, a 14 year old and he's like, you know, comes home and the things that he's like learning, I'm like, yeah, you are never going to need this. And I don't want to say that to him. And he's like, mom, I know I'm never going to need this. I'm like, I know. I don't know what to tell you. Like you legally, you have to do this, you know? And it's like, it would be, we would all be better served if there was this, like, let's, let's learn how to fucking take care of ourselves and Mm -hmm. not drive ourselves into the ground. You're so, it's so true. And, and I think like, we're all really not all, but like, 
us, yeah. you know, very driven at, you know, at a young, and I was too. And it's like, you work, 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 and you don't take time for yourself. And, you know, for me, I feel like I was living in New York City when I was probably around your age and working my ass off. And, and it's great. And it's like, it is important. And it's really not to be all over the place, but it's interesting to like the millennial generation and what's the younger one now? Generation Z, Z? right? Gen, Gen Z. Gen Z. Okay. You know, I mean, I grew up with this very like you work yourself to the bone and yeah. then you like rest. And I think in some ways that was great because I, I had an incredible work ethic and then the pendulum swung so far and it's like, oh, if you pay me more, I'll work harder. Like, because like don't work too hard for the man. And there was all that happening. So, you know, we to your point, like there needs to be this healthy balance of like you should work really hard, but you should also take care of yourself mm-hmm. when, when, as far as like eating, taking a break, like getting a massage, going on a hike, like doing things yeah. that are good like for your soul. And I think that, that that is really missed. And I think that because I grew up in this mentality of like you work your ass off, at every, you know, you work 12, 14 hours a day. That is the mentality I went in with dry bar, which listen, like, you know, I, I can't say it didn't serve me cause it did, yeah, but, it I, but I did, I've, I've gone through many phases of burnout and, yeah. you know, like I said, I didn't, I didn't take a day off for six months. That's ridiculous. I, and even though I mentioned that earlier, I don't, I don't think that's not my advice to people yeah. that wasn't healthy. And it, and it does, it all really does add up. And so I would say it took me about three years before I was finally like, okay, I am the boss. I cannot schedule a meeting until 10 so I can like go work out or hike or do whatever the fuck I need to do for myself in the morning. Because it's for me, it was like, you know, you get up, get the kids to school, go to work, come home, deal with the kids, get them dinner, get them to bed. And maybe there's like an hour for me to like watch a show. Maybe if I'm not totally exhausted where I was like, all right, I've got to carve out some time for me Mm -hmm. so I can like have a minute to like do the thing that I need to do. And it's hard and burnout is is something that's really real and it makes you not as efficient, not as creative. And I was just listening and I posted this on my Instagram, which is funny because it has to do with being on your phone and you know how, <laughs> how like, and I tell my 14 year old son this, who's grown up in this, like all he ever knows, he had a phone since he was very young and it was more because I was traveling and I wanted to be able to talk to him regularly. But you know, there's this like, we're always on our phones that we don't give our minds a chance to just like think think and be like, you know, and all that stuff and the constantness and how much anxiety it causes. Like the point this woman who was making this speech was, was that, you know, it causes anxiety, the constant checking and that cause like checking, like who's like, who's responded on Instagram? How many likes do I have? Who's DMing me? You know, all this shit that we're looking or whatever. And, you know, I think all of that stuff is, is very unhealthy that, you know, like you said, building in a break or, you know, just not being on your phone for a little while and, you know, all of that stuff I think really contributes to burnout and not feeling like you ever get a break from yourself. And I, I wish, you know, I knew the answer more, but I, I think for me, it's like, you know, like when I work out, I don't have my phone with yeah. me, you know, I'm like that is an hour where I'm just going to like be focused on my workout, which is good for my brain, you know, and when I, even when I'm hiking, I try not to be on my phone. I try to like listen to music or a podcast or something that's like, you know, or just be in silence, you know, it's like, we just like, nobody knows how to do that anymore, yeah. you know? That's, do you hike Fryman? I do. Yeah, that's what I do too. I love walks. Like I've become a big walk person lately, especially living in it. Studio City. Like and you they can say, walk everywhere. Yeah. And they say that like being in nature is so good for like your mental state. Yes. I will go. I love that hike. I go, have you done, like, do you like workout classes? A little, yeah. Okay. So I'm like really into hot bodies right now. 
Oh, it's I like, love it. Well, I've only done like hot yoga. I haven't done hot Pilates. Oh my gosh. That sounds fun. No, Where do you do it? I do it at Hot Pilates. It's, it's like Shannon's studio on Sunset. I literally go every day. Like today I didn't go and it's the first day I haven't gone in forever. It's like just, It's just a problem for my hair. That's the only issue. <laughs> that's the only issue. Is, I'd have to do it at the end of a blowout cycle. Yes, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I was thinking about this and I was like, I can, what am I going to do? Like your hair is so. It's wet. It's oh, just it's wet. just disgusting. It's like, like you took a shower. Oh my God. It's like literally. It's so yeah. gross. Yeah. Um. I also, I'm like very intentional. I read all the time that's something so that really does but it's like reading it, is so good it's so good and I love reading like anytime anyone has a book recommendation I'm like I will literally or I prime stuff all the time like I'm like this is perfect got an iPad I so listen I can to read. everything on like audible because oh, I'm in my car that. so much which I don't know if that's better or worse but I feel like that's kind of how because I get so tired when I read the thing with me okay I normally read in the morning so that's wow. the one thing I like wake up really early to do that though but I always listen to podcasts. You really are an overachiever. I like, well, I like literally, <laughs> I was, this is what I was telling my mom when she was on this podcast and we were talking and what well, she was telling me and she's like, it wasn't like this stuff that made you this way. You were born this way. Yeah. She's like, it, it oh, wasn't like what you're doing. Nature versus nurture. I mean, I yeah. remember that conversation so much when my kids were born. It's like, I a thousand percent believe that it is nature. It is not nurture. And when I think about my two kids and like they're pretty much raised the same, same yeah. DNA and they could not be more different. Oh my gosh. That's me and my sister. My yeah. sister is like the, she's two years younger than me. Super fun. The coolest person. But like, we're so opposite. Like yeah. I'm very like, I have my routine, my schedule. I love working. She's very like way, not that I can't go with the flow. Like I can, I make myself out to be like, I'm this like crazy person that I'm not, but like, She's way more like very chill. Yeah. That kind of stuff. So like we're funny. just so opposite. And I'm That's like, awesome. we have the same parents, same siblings, same everything. It's like we like, grew up and the same. Everybody will tell you that. Like yeah. the, you know, brothers and sisters are so different. And brothers it's, and brothers and sisters. Whatever. And sisters. It's like the yeah. same. It's so different. So I'm different. like, we're so opposite. My little brother, I'm like, I don't know. Like people will meet us and they're like, I don't know how you guys are siblings. <laughs> and I'm like, or I uploaded a vlog with her today and everyone's like, oh my gosh, Kenzie, you're so mean to your sister. I'm like, That's just how we like we're very sarcastic with each yeah. other. I'm like, I'm not mean and I'm not gonna like yeah. record. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I totally get it. My it's brother like, and I are the same way. Yeah. See, I'm like, Maddie, if you get your stuff together, I was like, we can like do something. I want her to move here. She actually does hair. Where does she live? She lives in Dallas still. Oh. Oh. But I'm like, move here and we can like do something. It'd be super fun. Yeah. Okay, so we've been recording for forever. So thank you so much for coming <laughs> on. I love this episode. <laughs> Me too. This is Where so Where can fun. they find you? I am Allie Webb on Instagram. That's A-L-L-I-W-E-B-B. And then our dry bar is at the dry bar. And squeeze is I, th- I think it's just squeeze, at right? At squeeze. And yeah, we have lots of things. I'm just checking. I and your podcast. And my podcast is called Raising the Bar, which you should come on my podcast. I love your podcast, actually. Do you listen to it? Yeah. Oh, good. I was listening to the one on finance like last week. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to do a couple more on finance because we I get really a lot like of that. requests for that because it is a big, giant question mark and people are so confused yes. about raising money. And so it's, we're actually going to have Steve Berg, who is um, Castanea, who is our biggest investor, come on and talk a lot about that would be really cool. You know, raising money and how you go about it. And yeah. we, we do talk a lot about it because people it seems to be a topic people are just so fascinated and curious about. Yeah, when I went into this year for some reason, like the two things that overwhelming and scared me the most were like, like these are very domestic things too. It was like cooking and finances. And I was like, I'm going to figure it out this year. So I've already become a chef. Oh, so amazing. So it actually worked out for me. It's really, <laughs> I host family dinners with my friends Can all you the come time. Cook for me? No, I literally will. I love it. Like I literally, I do it I all the time. I loved cooking. It's so don't. weird. It's the least me thing that I've ever done. Like everyone is like, you're very different. And then I was like, okay, we're six months into the year. Like I bought a bunch of books on finances. I'm listening to a lot of podcasts. So yeah, you should definitely do that. That would be really great for me. <laughs> 
You got it. Okay, so listen to our podcast. Um, check out on all of your socials. Thank you so Thank much. You. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Okay, so that is it for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. I will have all of Ali's stuff linked down below. She also has a podcast that I love. So be sure to go check that out. It's with her brother and it's an amazing podcast. Um, the Facebook group, everything will be in the show notes below. Hope you guys have the best weekend and I will talk to you guys next Thursday.